<laughs> All right, here we go. Hi, and welcome to our podcast, Red Deer Public Library's official podcast, part of the story. And this episode is very exciting because we get to talk about all things uh, literary magazine. And it's going to be a fun time. I'm Shannon LaRondell, one of your hosts as well, joined by Claire Claire Brown. Brown. (laughs) (laughs) And we are talking to three of our lovely contributors to another story in this episode. So it's going to be structured a little bit differently than normal. We are recording all of these over Zoom. So please bear with us with any audio foibles (laughs) that might arise. But we will get into three separate conversations. So stay tuned for our contributors. So Emil John Aquino joins us first. Emil is 24 years old and a local photographer. What made you submit to the magazine, Emil? Um, I actually don't really remember anymore. It was, <laughs> I feel like it was so long ago. Um, I think I just remember randomly seeing it on a news feed on one of my social medias. And I was thinking about it I asked my fiance what she thinks and she told me yeah go ahead why not so I submitted a photo and then the hard part of choosing which photo to submit came right (laughs) yeah she said well submit a photo from last summer when we um, went to Banff and Emerald Lake just um, past the border um, in BC And it's a beautiful photo. So for those who are following along or perhaps have the magazine in their hands, your photo is on page 24. And it was a gorgeous submission. I think Shannon and I knew straight away that it was going in the magazine as soon as we saw it. Yeah. (laughs) And um, I loved how you said that you were sort of inspired by a YouTuber named Thomas Heaton. Mm-hmm. How, can you tell us a little bit about how you found his work? Was it sort of random and had someone turned you on to Yeah, it? well, not totally random. Um, I started taking photos and then it was kind of self-taught. I don't, and I didn't have any other photographers around me too to kind of like put, um, put me under their wing and teach me. So I, it's the digital age. I thought, hey, why not look at, look at YouTube and, see if there's anyone that I like so I was looking and I found Thomas Heaton and he's yeah a landscape photographer loved his work and just followed him since then is that your primary subject as well landscape yeah I originally and yeah primary is landscape my love is landscape photography I'm starting to delve into other kinds of photography as well um, I've done some shoots for uh, friends and co-workers, just like family shoots and maternal shoots as well. Oh, nice. Yeah. And my fiance started graphic, um, graphic design school and we're thinking of doing product photography as well. Oh, that'd be great. And it mm-hmm. combines both of your talents. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So products and we're trying to um, do food as well. Oh, great. Mm-hmm. I have to say, I did look up Thomas Heaton and watch mm-hmm. some of his things because I wanted to see exactly what you were learning. And uh, he is very interesting. Like he goes and does a lot of really cool stuff. Um, mm-hmm. I, my question to you is, 
what maybe is a couple of things or one thing that you learned from him that you use on a regular basis now? Um, there's one video where he was talking about slowing down. Mm-hmm. And for me, I think that is the one thing that I use the most um, when I'm taking photos is just slow down, you know, put down the camera, um, not look through the lens and just look around and see, you know, um, not everything has to be that popular bucket shot if you if you want to call it um you know it can be any simple thing and my shot of emerald lake i know emerald lake is really a really popular place but you know i probably will spot about half an hour for half an hour just waiting waiting for the right conditions and yeah waiting for that right canoe to pass by too right Mm -hmm. cool Well, and I think in particular that spot and Emerald Lake being so well known, uh, like Mm -hmm. particularly in Alberta, I think it gives a lot of people a lot of feelings because people love visiting the mountains and they love Mm -hmm. seeing that scenery. So I think you're able to connect with a larger audience because it is a photo of a place that they recognize and and perhaps some have some emotional connection to. Mm -hmm. And yeah, it was it was my first time being out there, too, and it was kind of accidental that we got there too and started taking photos but because we got there and the parking lot was full oh my (laughs) that day that morning and we tried looking for parking and and I was about to leave and I asked my fiance hey can we just turn around one more time look for parking and sure enough there was someone just leaving so I think it was just yeah perfect that day was perfect and all like the right time and timing which is a great memory to look back on Mm -hmm. as well to know that like that was sort of meant to be like yeah it was supposed to happen right yeah yeah and I think so too yeah um yeah I've taken other photos that day too and I mean nothing came out quite right just like like Emerald Lake did do you mind telling us what sort of equipment you use? Um, I use a beginner camera right now. If you call it, I use a Canon T6i. Um, and the lens that I use, I believe, is a Canon a 10 to 18 millimeter wide, wide angle lens. And this is your first like camera camera that you've been yeah. using? Yeah, it's actually, yeah, it is my first time, like, first camera that I've personally owned. Like, yeah, uh, very first DSLR camera. Nice. Mm -hmm. I have another question. Um, One of the things you said was about um, how we have such beautiful scenery in central Alberta, and Mm -hmm. you, you want to capture that. Um, that one was in the mountains, of course, in, yeah. in Emerald Lake. But what kinds of things are you capturing around our area here in the Red Deer Central Alberta area? Um, I don't know if you could call. I mean, I so I live in Lacombe right now and I go to work in Bashaw, which is about a 40 drive. And every morning I see all sorts of wildlife. 
And one day I just want to, right now I don't have my camera with me because my fiance is using it. Um, <laughs> but one morning, yeah, I just want to go out early. I've seen lots of mountain bluebirds, a lot of moose, um, deers, coyotes, like just all sorts of wildlife. And yeah, and down by um, Red Deer River as well is really nice. I know there's um, Burbank and Blackfalls. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, places like that. Well, We've got great places. Op- oh, yeah, yeah, it's a great opportunity sure. around, like, really our small cities and towns that mm-hmm. we can see this wildlife and these landscapes. So to be able to mm-hmm. capture it and get that practice and get that familiarity with your equipment and have, yeah. you know, beautiful subject matter is kind yeah. of perfect. <laughs> yeah, and honestly, even if... If not for the pandemic, my fiance and I were wanting to do street photography around Red Deer as well. Oh, that would be so fun. Yeah, downtown Red Deer. (laughs) Yeah, downtown Red Deer is beautiful. It is. Mm -hmm. There are a lot of like little hidden gems and spots in Mm -hmm. downtown Red Deer that people, if you're just like on your feet, you can you can see all types of things, great Mm -hmm. old buildings. And yeah, yeah, that would be an excellent project. Mm-hmm. I hope to see some future work from you submitted uh, yeah. once the pandemic is over about that yeah. project. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That'd be cool. Yeah, I hope to be able to do that again too, yeah. Shannon, did you have a question from uh, one of our coworkers? Yeah, somebody at the library was looking at your picture and thought it might be interesting to ask if you had any photo tips to share. Something that, you know, people that might be right into photography maybe using their digital phone only, Mm -hmm. but is there something you could share with us that would maybe help us take better landscape photos? Um, For landscape, I would highly suggest using a tripod. People, yeah, people think, you know, yeah, your arm is okay, but honestly, use a tripod, put it on a two, two second timer. And then once you click, once you hit that button, just step away for two seconds. And what it'll do is take away all like vibrations, shakiness from your hands and give you a better photo, in my opinion. That's an excellent tip. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And extremely doable. You can pick up tripods anywhere now for yeah. your phone or for your camera. So yeah. that's a great, great tip. Yeah. yeah. And it doesn't have to be yeah an expensive tripod. I don't, I just have a cheap one that I got from Walmart and, that's what I use. Yeah, just it does the trick. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it does the trick. <laughs> so, great. Emil, do you mind sharing a little bit with us about, um, like, who you are? Like, do you mind sharing with us what you do as your daily life, or or yeah. how long you've been in Lacombe? Yeah, for sure. So, I I'm, I'm Filipino. I moved to Canada in 2008. I don't even know how long ago that was. I think 13, <laughs> 13 years, I think. Yep. <laughs> um, or 12 years because, yeah, I was 23. I just turned 25. So, yeah. Um, and I, I used to live in Clive, which is about 15, 20 minutes east of Lacombe. Uh, after a year of living there, I moved to Lacombe because of my mom's work. And I've been living here since. I did go to Olds um, for a year for school. Okay. Yeah. Uh, 
During the day, I am an RT or a registered veterinary technologist. I'm what we call a nurse for animals. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. And you work locally in Lacombe? Um, I used to work in Pinoca. Uh, and then our clinic um, expanded to Bashaw. So I, yeah, I volunteered to go there to like help it grow and help out um, for it to expand. So, but I'm still living in Lacombe. I love Lacombe. Um, I think it's a neat little city and, you know, we got everything we need. Yeah. Um, But yeah. yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Um, Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think what else I can say about. <laughs> Do you have okay. any like other hobbies? Are you a creator in other spaces, or is photography sort of your focus at present? Yeah, photography is at my yeah the really only thing I do right now. Um, I'm waiting for my fiance to finish her graphic design school, and then she'll. I'm hoping she'll teach me more of that gra- <laughs> um, digital drawing stuff too, and then we can work together and yeah hopefully one day start our own company too when she's done oh that's amazing I love that Mm -hmm. yeah well Emil thank you so much for taking the time to speak with us this evening you've offered like some great tips and it's just been lovely having this conversation with you congratulations on being in the magazine thank you for submitting it was thank you very much it was my (laughs) honor and now I'm telling my fiance I'm waiting for the next time they announce that they're going to do another issue and <laughs> it's coming in the fall so okay open up submissions here pretty quick you'll be hopefully able to submit again and yeah hopefully she will also submit absolutely <laughs> please encourage mm-hmm. <laughs> yes but thank you so much for taking the time out this evening to chat with us we really really appreciate it Emil yeah thank you very much for having me too it was my pleasure and it was my honor and now we go to our conversation with Leah Martinowski. Hi, Leah. Welcome to the podcast. We're so excited to have you with us today. I'm excited to be here. Yeah. So for those listeners that don't know, Leah it was a, um, a former Red Deer Public Library employee. She worked in the children's department and helped plan some things and do summer reading club and things like that. It was really fun to work with you, Leah, and we miss you. It was awesome. I know, book bike, launch the book bike, big days. Uh, That's true. (laughs) Yes, you were the first, the first wheelers. It was great. First wheelers. It was a really great summer. Oh, that's so (laughs) If only the weather had cooperated a little bit more that year. Oh my goodness. Yes. It was, it was a very temperamental summer to put it nicely. (laughs) And this was summer 2019 for our listeners. Obviously summer 2020 brought other challenges. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) Good word. Challenges is a great word right now. Yeah. It's perfect. Yeah. So um, something else about Leah is that she um, obviously submitted uh, photos for our magazine, Another Story. So uh, we're so excited that we could feature some of your photos in our magazine. And we have questions, of course, about that. And one of the things that I didn't know about you is that you like to do nature photography. So tell me... um, 
maybe why you got into that or how that happened to you and where do you most like to shoot your camera? Ooh. Okay, well, like like I said in my little bio in the magazine, if people haven't looked at it, I would never call myself a photographer <laughs> because I never felt like <laughs> I was. <Except laughs> but I definitely always found myself taking pictures. Yeah. <laughs> it's like real now. Yeah. <laughs> real deal. <laughs> I feel like it's resume material. But anyways. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, like I wouldn't call myself a photographer, but I, yeah. <laughs> but I definitely would always anywhere we went I think the first the first photos that I took of nature that I was like wow was when we went to Victoria in BC and the cherry blossoms were out and it was just like oh, I have to capture this so the very first one that I took I was standing looking at the Victoria legislature and the cherry blossoms were all in bloom around it and I shot it and it was like wow <laughs> that was beautiful <laughs> So that was where it all like inspired me to go from. And then now it's just springtime, I think is the most inspirational time for me because that's when all the uh, blossoms are out, when all the beautiful buds, all the little, the fresh new, new nature is out. And I think that's what inspires me the most to take those pictures. That's great. I have a question about one of the photos in the magazine um, is a yellow flower and I wanted to know is that canola that you are shooting you bet it is (laughs) (laughs) hello Alberta (laughs) I was just curious and I thought oh that's there's a a lot of those yellow flowers I wonder and then I noticed the radio tower in the back was that oh yeah purposeful or was that like obviously you pointed your camera in one direction when it's a field you had many choices so tell me about that I don't know I just like I was really trying to get in depth of the canola flower because it's just I don't know canola fields are beautiful I don't know if you guys think that but like you see that yellow and you're like wow (laughs) so I just wanted a close-up of the flower and the tower happened to be in the back and I was like well it's happening the tower is in there. <laughs> well, it's an, it's an interesting juxtaposition too, right? Because you were focusing on the flower and yeah. you can see the tower, but it's a little bit blurred. So it's not like yeah. the forefront, but it, yeah, it's happening in the background. It's happening all the time. Yeah. So it's to, happening in the background. I think it's sort of a it perfect was the, mix. Right. And it was the clouds too. The other angle that you cannot see what I remember was spruce trees and I was like mm, I don't want spruce trees in that photo I was like I want the blue sky and the clouds so then yeah. then the tower appeared and I was like you know what let's just like off center that a little bit and throw that bad boy in there <laughs> and it's beautiful I noticed that you have two of your pieces that are featured on your first page are sort of sun rises sunsets and the yeah. silhouettes of the trees is that one of your yeah. favorite times to shoot Oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> I uh, got a puppy. It, she's almost two now. So early mornings were our jam in, I think I took those in 2020. So she was only one year old. So we were up mm, like 5am lots of times. <laughs> so I saw a lot of sunrises <laughs> and I have a lot of sunrise pictures because you're just out and we live on an acre so you can see the city you can't see them in those pictures but usually you look out across the city and the sun's coming up and it's just it's gorgeous so 
lots of times snap those pictures because I'm like, hmm. And then sometimes they don't turn out the way you can see them. And when it does turn out the way that your eye sees it, I love that. It's just magic. And you were saying before that you don't consider yourself a photographer. And I don't know if you're a podcast listener, but Shannon and I are huge (laughs) fans of just like saying what you are. Like Shannon is a romance writer and uh, yeah, a triathlete. And like, I'm not exactly sure what I am yet, but whatever. A creator. (laughs) Come on. But like, just like having it. it be your truth kind of and right like are you able to sort of look at your spread here and think to yourself like I created that I'm proud of that I'm a photographer absolutely once I like submitted the pictures and you guys were like oh yeah you're gonna be in this magazine I was like hey I think I can like confidently say that I've taken some pretty good pictures and I could identify as a photographer yes love it (laughs) yeah (laughs) that's all what we're in for do you have any That's tips it. for like people looking for inspiration? Like, do you do primarily landscape photography? Do you venture into like other types? Would you say like start with your phone or would you say get a camera? I only take pictures with my phone, which sounds really ridiculous. I do not have a camera. <laughs> and that's like, going to shock some people. <laughs> but I don't know. I always have my phone on me. And like the canola field pictures, me and my friend went out to take pictures. She has a big fancy camera, wanted to take pictures of the canola fields. And I just whipped my phone out and I was like, look at, I think I can grab some nice things. And there we are. (laughs) (laughs) That's kind of perfect because a lot of people think, oh, I need to invest in the equipment. I can't just take a nice photo. Yeah. Cause we all have phones in our pockets. So if you're into it, like start there, see if you have the the inspiration. Yeah. 100% and like mine are unedited I didn't edit any of them so I mean you can you can get some magic from a phone which I know like photographers that spent a lot of time and money on (laughs) equipment are gonna be like what yeah (laughs) but but that gets what I see yeah yeah what I see and what I want to get out of it I can do with my phone yeah so but it goes to show that the eye and the lighting and the angle if you can find that right moment, you don't need yeah. that expensive equipment necessarily. You can just take out your phone, find that right moment and take your picture and have it forever or put exactly. it in a magazine. Yeah, <laughs> yes. put it in a magazine. <laughs> RPL style. Yeah. <laughs> can you tell us a little bit about you, Leah? Like what's your background? Are you a creator mm. in other ways? Absolutely. I am a very artsy person. Very artsy. I have been knitting since I was in grade five. So in COVID, I wish I could show you what I've created, but it has been a magical year of creations. Also of buying the yarn and not yeah. using it, but here we are. It's <laughs> always good to add more. Too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, this year, I also dabbled in watercolors, starting to try that out. Oh, nice. Um, just a, yeah, we're, I came from a pretty artsy background. My mom's a weaver. My sister crochets and knits were, were pretty artsy. Oh, sewing. I like to sew. Um, writing. Like I was pretty good at writing in high school, but I'm not, I do the journaling thing, but I'm not a, I'm not a writer. But not where your passion maybe I could be yeah yeah (laughs) inspirational yeah (laughs) maybe I can identify as a writer (laughs) you have to feel it 
Yeah. You have to feel it. A hundred percent. So yeah, I am a very artsy person, not just photography, lots of things, lots of creative means come out of my body. Which is sort of juxtaposed with your uh, school pursuits. Oh, (laughs) (laughs) oh yeah. (laughs) So like my undergrad was in molecular genetics (laughs) and then I did a master's in counseling psychology. So I'm going to be a psychologist after this. So (laughs) just a few, a few things. Do you ever think about like marrying those loves, like art therapy oh, and yeah. that sort of thing? Yeah. Oh, hundred percent. Yeah. Lots of, lots of things. I've looked at play therapy for kids and things like that. Um, having the genetic background makes a huge difference when I'm looking into psychology and things like that. Cause I, I understand the science basis to it. Whereas some people only understand the, like the emotional yeah exactly and the behavior basis to it whereas I can do what's happening in your brain right now and what is going on with your neurons and things like that so I can think about that side of things that other people may not be able to so I think that's really cool but yeah definitely trying to incorporate the creativeness into therapy I think would be awesome yeah yeah Yeah. that's amazing it would be great for the community are you red deer like did you grow up in red deer are you red deer based I am. I was born and raised in Red Deer. Lived here my whole life. <laughs> and like, I mean, you see a lot, uh, all of your photography sort of focuses in and around where you live, your sunrises yeah. and that sort of thing. Is that where you find your inspiration is, is what you see every day versus like, I need to go here to find the beauty. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I definitely think that there's lots here. Like I take a lot of pictures where I grew up on the on the acreage and whatnot but when I go places I definitely try and find the beauty in that too so it's just here and there like France when I went to Europe there's so many things over there um Hawaii that was another good one um lots of places that there's beauty but I felt like during this time home was a big piece of me so I wanted to submit pictures from home so they were all around here which I think tells a beautiful story when you look at the photos. You can see how they sort of connect in a way. Like to me, it tells the story of the seasons, right? Like how yeah. time is moving forward. And I think that's that's how you submitted them. So I hope you like the layout because that's I sort do. of how I, I love saw it. them. Um, I love it. Because yeah, it does go sort of from a you know, wintry, darker yeah. scape to the bright yellow of the yeah. canola knowing that it's Absolutely. spring and things are changing. It's really inspirational, yeah. yeah. Like, mm-hmm. just beautiful work. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> you mentioned that you took pictures of architecture that struck your fancy, and we've got some nature photos here. I'm wondering, have you ever photographed animals, and maybe even birds in particular? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Shannon, for that beautiful question. No, I have, well... <laughs> I shouldn't say that we have a lot of wildlife around here like moose we had fox grow up around here um (laughs) weasels all sorts of fun things but it's very 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 difficult to get pictures of those things because they're not usually out and when they are sometimes they're so far away that then you would need your like your stalker lens on your camera which my iphone doesn't have so here we are (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. yeah that's something but, for another yeah. photographer <laughs> exactly and birds birds fly way too fast and are a little bit too scary to photograph so <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah we won't touch that one <laughs> that's fair 
Is there any advice that you would give to someone that, you know, doesn't think that their work is good enough for, for other eyes to see? Um, I would say just like, especially if you're going to start, just take the pictures. Like there's probably 50 other pictures that I didn't make it in here that circled around the exact same photo that I submitted. So the first shot is never the perfect one. It might be, and good for you if you can do that, but (laughs) definitely keep trying and you're going to find that perfect one. And don't be afraid. Like people are going to love what you do. You just need to be open and happy with what you've done and feel ready to share. I mean, you may not feel ready to share, but just feel comfortable and confident in your work. That's That's a great tip. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> who doesn't like to share her work? Yeah. Okay. Thank you. Speaking yeah. directly <laughs> to Shannon. Yeah. Share your writing. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you very much. Uh, I love it. Thank you so much, Leah, for joining us today on the podcast. We really appreciate it. That was an excellent conversation. Thank you for making the time. You're welcome. I'm so happy to be here. And now we go to our conversation with Catherine. Catherine Butcher, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for having me. So Catherine has a story featured in the magazine called Recognizing Dragons. And I was actually just talking to Shannon about it, about how it's like made for me because it has like dragons, obviously. It has romance, but in like sort of a realistic way. And yeah, I literally just said to Shannon, like, it was made for me. And I knew as soon as I read the story that it needed to be a part of it. Can you tell us a little bit about the story, how long you've been working on it, where the idea sort of started with you? Um, well, I actually wrote it a few years ago, um, the, the first draft. And I, I think I was just um, thinking about the idea of princess and tower and like I think I was thinking about Shrek, you know, okay. and how there's all those skeletons in the tower of Fiona and, you know, Shrek just kind of goes bulldozing through there. <laughs> but the idea of like being this princess locked in a tower and you're watching man after man or troop, you know, army after army try and break you out and <laughs> they're all dying, yeah, you know, and how like in it's a kid's movie, right? So they just don't really worry about it. But it was kind of like, what would that be like? And And then like... I kind of like the idea of having a, a an order of knights specifically with the goal of freeing princesses. Because obviously this is a thing that happens in fairy tales. You know, you've <laughs> randomly got these dragons. Like, why do they like princesses? We don't know. But they got them. And, you know, so I just, I wanted to explore that. And when I, when I wanted to, saw this opportunity for the magazine, I was like, okay, what am I going to, what of my writing can I share and I was like shocked by how little of it I actually thought was was I'm like oh yeah I have all these stories I've been writing since I was like could read basically and and that was like yeah no there's only this one that is short enough and also good enough and so I I revamped it and my sister helped me revamp it and yeah I I renamed it too and it's, it's like, it's a short story, but it's so full of emotion and story that you, like, I don't feel like I didn't get a piece of it. You know, sometimes with short stories, you're like, well, you should have fleshed this out more. I didn't understand the motivation here, but it's, 
I reread it again today, obviously, before we spoke to you. And I just love it every single time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm so glad. I felt like kind of when I was rereading it to myself, I was like, is this like kind of melodramatic? You know, you've got like these passionate declarations and just like. But that's my favorite thing ever. Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm so glad because I mean, I had fun with it. But yeah, romance is so hard to write without feeling cheesy. So. Oh, 100%. Glad it worked. <laughs> Shannon knows a bit not, about that. Yeah. If you're not feeling cheesy, then you're doing something wrong. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much, right? Yeah. yeah. Like, so are you a romance reader then? Is that sort of where your inspiration lies? Or do you write a lot of different things and read a lot of different things? Um, I read a lot of different things, like sci-fi, fantasy, uh, romance, classic literature, just lots and lots of stuff. And so... I think when I write, like I draw a lot from the things I'm feeling at the time, things I'm dealing with. And um, so like, I've you've got a little bit of everything in there kind of that way. Like I like, I like romantic uh, books definitely a yeah. lot, but um, <laughs> I don't think I fixate on any one genre. Which I think like, is how this is so fleshed out with like the fantasy element, with the character element. And then you get that like, like romance element but it's not necessarily the driving force because the characters are so rooted in themselves if that makes sense yeah that makes sense because I really love world building and like asking those questions about the universe but it's also like who are these people and what are they dealing with and yeah speaking of who are these people I am very interested in your night and I was having a conversation about the night and the princess with my daughter who also read the book and I had said how old do you think that night is you go through great pains to reveal that he is not young and strapping um, <laughs> and then the next question was then how old is the princess so I don't know I, I find it curious maybe there's a an age sort of um a theme going on there or you know like a love conquers all or knows no limits or I don't know but is there something in there that that you can kind of tease out that you put in there on purpose or um I think I was picturing him kind of like early 30s maybe oh my god super old. I don't know I, I know <laughs> I know I know you think of him as like he's he, I, I said he was old so you think you know like but and I mean yeah. I'm guilty I'm I'm 20 so I think yeah. like I, I wasn't really thinking I'm making him a young old but I think because he's still like a fighting man you know yeah. like if I made him like 50 you know he's not he's still young enough that he can kill this dragon you know by himself you know so and I feel like physical prime is sort of yeah what you're thinking. Like, but yeah. he's just he's not he's not the best like he's still kind of got some battle scars, you know, and he's not like, you know, I guess she's older, like maybe closer to that age, you know, but now I feel like I should just make them both older, you know, <laughs> but like, <laughs> maybe, but they both feel like they've been waiting for a long time, you know? And sometimes I yeah. think like, if you're thinking about having kids or something like that, it can feel like, you know, if you're 35 or something that you are kind of older as respects to that, you know, even 100%. if you still got a lot of your life ahead of you. Yeah. And I do read her as older as well. It's funny because Shannon was saying that her daughter read her as like princess age, which I think we think of as like, you know, 16, <laughs> 17, 18 years old. Uh -huh. But her, her conversation with him and just her 
her, I don't know, her presence to me did seem like she had been waiting a long time. So you can't really say I've been waiting my whole life and you're 15 years old. Like, yeah, that's not really like, a, that doesn't really it make means sense. nothing. Well, yeah. <laughs> you've been waiting since your cousin was allowed to wear makeup basically. yeah <laughs> which can feel like forever I'll give you that <laughs> yeah it's true and and time does seem to move slower when you know you don't have as much of it to look back on but that's true yeah and that's I think true. for her like one of the things I could relate to with her more this year was the the idea of being alone and shut up somewhere and unable to do much you know, mm-hmm. and I think like the time would move slower for her, even in that regard, in that she doesn't have anybody to talk to, and very little um, to look forward to. The days are all the same. Pictured her tower as being more of one of the more out of the way towers. Like it's yeah. not like you know it's on the main road and someone's going to come rescue her all the time. <laughs> yeah. Oh, this feels frightening like a COVID tower. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I'm not going to say it, but. <laughs> I, I don't think that was the original idea. Obviously, I wrote came up with it long before any such thing. But um, now this year, it kind of took on that connotation. Well, and you likely were reworking it sort of at the end of last year, beginning of this year. I can't remember exactly when you submitted, but those thoughts maybe even subconsciously were in your mind of the isolation that you could sort of be drawn to in a different way than, say, you know, three or four years ago when you had originally, you know, read or written the story. So it's it's interesting yeah. perspective right like, <laughs> yeah. none of us would ever have imagined exactly so you've been a writer since you could read how like are you usually a short story writer are you a longer fiction writer um well when I was younger I would write like I was gonna write a chapter book and I would never get very far and I, I feel like I kind of discovered short stories as a teenager and like I still don't finish a lot of them but it's a lot more um like achievable more doable kind of goal so I I try and do that more now um and it's it feels better because it's there's so many questions you don't have to deal with when you're not planning for like a five-year time span (laughs) in your book it's like no I can just get to the point with my story and not worry about like what cows look like in this universe (laughs) yeah yes I completely relate to that it's true and and it feels more fun maybe when you're writing when when the the bits are more manageable it feels less daunting yeah well especially when it's not like I'm not going to school for writing you know so I can't I can't prioritize it a lot but Mm -hmm. I still want a part of my life right so it's it's nice do you mind sharing with our audience a little bit about you in your real life every day? <laughs> uh, well, I'm a music student at the University of Calgary. Oh, wow. Um, yeah. So I, I play violin and I've been, I'm in my third year. So I'm going into my final year in September. Oh, wow. So you're a yeah. creative person. Like you are fed by the arts then. Yeah. Yeah. That's, I've been doing it for a long time. So that's yeah. That's amazing. I, yeah, well, I I enjoy it. I feel like I needed something like that for a profession. Like I was all, all always felt like I was either going to do violin or or writing or something like that. And I'm like, well, I'm already like 14 years into violin, so <laughs> probably should go with that. <laughs> either way, it's not like gonna you know I'm not going to be the millionaire on the block. So 
Well, you can pick up writing anytime. So that's yeah. never dead in the water. It's always there exactly. for you. And you feel like you want to do it. Mm-hmm. Are you yeah. a long-handed writer? Or are you a, or do you like getting out the computer and typing in a story? I usually like typing. I, I journal by hand and I, I do enjoy the texture of pen and paper. Um, but when I'm writing, usually I can get so much more down if I'm typing and because of how like I don't get to do it all the time that's what I prefer it's just and and I feel so much more free to just try things like when I'm on paper it's like if I make a mistake I cross it out and then I have this whole messy paper and then it's so much easier to share too if it's on the computer like if it's on paper I have to that I always would end up typing it out anyway which is a lot of work and then I'm too lazy and yeah so that's that's where that goes I completely understand I get you (laughs) yeah well, I feel like another big part of my life was um, my family volunteered at the nursing home uh, every week for most of my childhood. And my dad had appointments in Red Deer after the nursing home every week. So they just would take us to the library and we'd eat lunch there while my dad did his thing. And so I just, I spent a lot of time there growing up and it was like my favorite place next to like the bookstore. So. <laughs> <laughs> which has a theme libraries exactly and have very <laughs> themes. yeah I have a similar childhood to you Catherine I in terms of like my connection to the library which obviously meant a job at the library somewhat yeah. later but I think like those ties it does foster love of learning love of literature love of writing and I just love that you've taken that into your early adulthood and that you have the confidence and the skill that you write with and that you share it it's just it's super inspiring and I hope that you're really proud of this story because I loved having it in the magazine yeah well I was really happy because I was talking to one of my friends the other day about about my writing and I was like you know well I'm not exactly a published author and then I was like but can I say that anymore I don't think so (laughs) (laughs) I am now (laughs) it's just it's kind of fun you know and I feel like you know as a kid I would have been just over the moon excited that like I got I got in a magazine that the library put out and it's just like I'm excited for me I guess (laughs) that way but and you should be I'm excited for your six-year-old self yeah yeah me too (laughs) <laughs> the little version of yeah, you that my, my. probably, yeah, we could only dream. And that level of confidence to share with, like, it's hard to share your work, particularly something yeah. that's personal. So I applaud, like, everybody who did submit, like, the fact that they had confidence to submit was just overwhelming in and of itself. But then, yeah, to be able to chat with you today and, and hear your, a little bit more of your creative process and, and just about your story. I just love, I just love this story so much. <laughs> like you have no idea like I have told people about this story that (laughs) like you know probably don't really care for romance and anything like or like fantasy or whatever and I I make them read it and they they love it so definitely just be proud like it's it's I'm so happy I love I love showing my writing and and getting that response and just like what it's so encouraging to feel like there's a part of me that that people could relate to and would enjoy and it's like wow I, I should do this more you know yes you should, <laughs> yes, you should. <laughs> I agree what sort of other hobbies or creative pursuits do you besides violin do you sort of pursue in that time um sorry I, 
Uh, it kind of glitched. You said, oh, what do I do during the summers? Yeah, like when in your summers, like with other creative pursuits, you play the violin and you have your writing. Are, are you a maker in other ways or do you focus sort of with your music and your writing? Um, probably writing and violin are the two main things. Um, I worked as a house painter for a couple summers. That was kind of what I was doing. That's so fun. <laughs> I, I kind of found that my perfectionism and like, I, I enjoyed painting, even though it was just like painting a wall. And yeah. it was just like seeing something turn from one color to another color is really satisfying. And incredibly I, satisfying. You feel yeah, like, and I feel like yeah, yeah, it kind of ties into like, I love fixing things and editing things when it comes to like, writing, I think that that's kind of that part of me that relates to that so yeah but I also just love spending time with um, my family my church family um really close so I, I spend a lot of time doing that when I'm not working or practicing or writing or <laughs> all this stuff so and all of those times that we have that are free obviously yeah people talk about free time. time yeah they're like oh I'm in quarantine and I'm learning all these new hobbies and I'm like what kind of life do you have? Like, <laughs> I would like, to, how, where do you get that? Because I, I'm constantly busy. You know, I just, I don't have time for what I'm doing right now, much less add like, oh, I'm going to learn to cook. Like, no, no, no it's like a pipe dream. <laughs> That's for later. <laughs> yeah, That's exactly. True. After school, yeah. when I'm actually not living in a house with like three people who cook, I yeah. might work on that. <laughs> There's so a time this- and a place for everything. 100%. Just talking a little bit about how your love of editing, sort of what's your process with that? Do you set your work aside for a long time and then come back to it? Or do you find yourself constantly editing as you go? Um, There's a little bit of editing as I go. I, you know, I read that thing where you're like supposed to just dump when you first write and then afterwards go back. And so I, I try to do that to a certain extent and just stop questioning myself and just write it. Um, that I feel like that's something that I could work on. And then, but I do find that afterwards, if I come back to it, it's fairly natural for me to just, um, like, I feel like there's a certain rhythm to mm-hmm. writing. And if I'm writing, cause I just can't hear that as well. And so when I'm reading it over, I kind of hear that and I'm like, okay, this word doesn't fit. And I'm just gonna switch that out. Or I'm obviously spelling mistakes or anything yeah. like that. So, mm-hmm. I don't know. That's kind of how I run through it. And it's just, uh, I guess coming back to it later definitely helps because it's fresh eyes. Sometimes I like, I realized the other day that I was rereading something I wrote and I was like, I used the phrase furrowed his brow like eight times (laughs) with like different characters. And I'm like, I had no idea. I liked that so much. Like I'm trying to like, you know, show, not tell all all that stuff. And I'm like, yeah, "Yeah, no, this was too much of the showing of that. (laughs) (laughs) And then I, I think I even used that phrase in recognizing dragons. And I'm like, Oh man, Catherine, like what is this? Sometimes it's the phrase that you need. Yeah. I'm just going to have really, they're going to, all my characters will have really wrinkly foreheads in their old age. (laughs) In their 30 year old age. Yeah. (laughs) I know. I know it's terrible. (laughs) Oh, well. (laughs) So excellent. So I just want to say, Catherine, thank you so much for joining us this evening. I know that you're busy at the end of finals and everything like that. I really appreciate you taking the time. This conversation was lovely. And like, hopefully one day in the future, we'll be able to do something like this again. You were great. (laughs) 
Ah, uh, thank you. Well, I really appreciated the opportunity. It was kind of a like a bucket list kind of thing. So I really appreciate <laughs> it. And you guys, it was so fun talking to you. Well, thank you for joining us. Enjoy the rest of your evening. <laughs> All right. Thank you. Likewise. And we'll we'll see you around, hopefully. <laughs> All right. I just wanted to say a special thanks to all of our guests for joining us today. And we'll see you guys next time. Bye.